This is The Word Effect with Becky Jane Kemp. In this podcast, you'll receive permission to ditch willpower and discover how to put on word power. I have found a love for the power of words and can't wait to share it with you. As a confidence and mindset coach, I know you don't have to do or be anything more than you are right now to create the life you've always wanted. What words do you need today? Let's put them on. Hi everyone, Becky Jane Kemp here. This is episode 23, Abundance. Yes, abundance is the fourth power word in the word effect. And over time, I have discovered a creative process for moving my story forward. And I have coined it the word effect. The word effect is by putting the power words back to work in my life for good. I spent so much time putting on words that didn't serve me. And my story became stuck. I fell into the compare and despair game. And I talk a lot about that, but I want to just start out and say, this week is spring break for my family. And I find it so fitting and funny that each word, when I talk about something, it's what I'm experiencing at the time, right? So the words that I share with you and the words that matter to me, they're the words that I'm putting on myself. I'm working on this too. So when I share some ideas and thoughts about abundant thinking, I want you to know that this is a word that I'm practicing right now in my own life. With spring break, what happened is I have a lot of commitments. I have a lot of things I have to do with work, but our family's also heading out of town. And there's that balance. And a, At first, my brain goes to, there's not enough time. There's just not enough time. I can't do everything. What am I going to do? How am I going to do it all? And I start getting in the spin. What do I do? And I have to remind myself, there is enough time for everything. There's time for everything that matters. I have had to realize that there are some things that I wanted to maybe do this week that need to go into next week. But I also have been able to just do one thing at a time, one thing at a time. And it helps me when I'm looking for the good. And that's what I believe abundant thinking is, is looking for the good. I want to go and enjoy my family. So when I'm down at baseball games with my kids and my husband, I want to enjoy that time. But then when I work, I want to enjoy and work hard, right? That's the creative process for all of us is finding that balance, finding the good with the bad, the happy with the sad, right? And what Sometimes when we talk about balance, that's kind of one of those words that we can kind of like turn our nose up to, at least I can, because it's like, what is balance? It's not something tangible that we can just stand balanced on a, on a board because the board's always going back and forth swaying. And that's kind of what abundance is. And it's why it's one of the power words, the fourth power word in the word effect as we creatively move our story forward. We have discussed acknowledge, ask, and acceptance. Those are all important power words. Today, as we talk about abundance, I want to bring to your attention the idea that abundance is not something that we are going to get and stay with. 
Abundance ebbs and flows. There's an opposite to everything, right? So for me going out of town this week, the opposite, it's I'm looking forward. It's going to be fun traveling and going and being outside in the sun with my family. But there is a negative that it gives me less work time this week. I have to not get everything done on this thing, right? So there's the ebbs and flows. Going out of town, you moms out there know it takes work to pack the car and pack the kids and get the schedules, figure out where the dog's going to be, right? But then it's worth it to do those things for the result you're creating. So abundance thinking and abundance is the is a power word is one that we all want to put on, but we want to understand that it's not something that we just have all the time. Wayne Dyer has said, abundance is not something we acquire. It is something we tune into. Are you tuning into the word abundance? Think about the old radios and you're trying to find the station. And this kind of dates me. I was born in 1975. So we used to have the radios that you had to manually tune in to find the radio station. You didn't, it just wasn't automatic. Now you can get in your car and you can just say seek and it will go to the next one, go to the next one and find it. Back in the day, I had to find the radio station. And if it wasn't just right, you'd hear static, right? And then if you wanted to change, you would have to find that next station and do the same thing. I think of that with abundant thinking because as we're becoming, And as you join me becoming with Becky, as we both link our arms and keep stepping forward to pursue and create the life that we've always wanted, we're never stagnant. We're always moving just a little bit because change, because life happens. None of us know what tomorrow will bring. So we're living in today, doing the best we can today, looking for the good today. I'm going to let tomorrow take care of itself. Are you looking for the good? Or are you focused only on the negative? The more we focus on the negative, the more negative we'll see. The more we focus on the positive, the more positive we'll see. We have the choice. Now, that doesn't mean that we're going to not ever think negative thoughts or focus on the negative. It's easy to start focusing on the negative, but we get to decide when we're going to change the tune of that and we're going to put our thoughts back to focusing on the good. So each time this week when I start feeling overwhelmed with getting ready to go out of town, I get to go, wait a minute. Okay, what do I need to get done today? And then I'm going to focus my thoughts on, I get these things done and then I'm going to get out of town on the trip that I want to go on, right? Recording this podcast is one of the last things I have to do. I've got a couple other things. I've got my bags packed. I've got my son packed. I'm almost ready to go. And guess what? It's about the time that's time to go. That's the funny thing about life is it always works its way out. If we focus on the good, we just feel better about it all. One of my favorite songs is a a religious hymn called Count Your Many Blessings. And the lyrics say, count your blessings, name them one by one. 
Count your blessings, see what God has done. When's the last time you counted your blessings? For me, I can focus on the things that aren't going good and forget to count those blessings. Again, the scarcity of life, the opposite of abundant thinking is scarcity. And the scarcity can be the one that I focus on. Well, this didn't happen and this didn't happen. But if you're finding yourself feeling overwhelmed, take a minute and count your blessings and really name them one by one. Start to focus on the good. What good is happening in your life today? You can start to notice it. And as you do, you will feel more abundant towards life. And you will go into that space of looking and seeing more good. The New York Times bestselling author Richard Paul Evans has written a book, and I like all of his books, but he's written a book called The Four Doors, A Guide to Joy, Freedom, and a Meaningful Life. This is a little bit more of a self-help book, and he talks about uh, how to find a more joyful, meaningful life, and he shares this idea. All creation begins in the mind as a thought or idea. Though all thoughts do not originate within our minds, That which we choose to focus on grows in significance. The power to focus and direct our thoughts is, in itself, an act of will. In order to change our circumstances physically, we begin by changing them mentally, focusing our thoughts on a specific idea, thereby nurturing the idea. Are you nurturing thoughts that are full of abundance, that are full of joy? And goodness, are you nurturing those? When you think of nurturing, my first thought is planting a garden and you have to nurture the seeds. Well, first you have to plant the seeds and then you have to water them and cultivate the land. And if it gets too cold, you need to cover the little baby plants. You have to take care of them. You have to nurture the seed. That's the same thing that you and I get the opportunity to do with our thoughts. We start to begin putting on new thoughts, but then we get to nurture them. We get to practice them. We get to allow that sometimes we're not going to always think the positive thoughts. That's freedom to realize that they're not always going to be positive. We don't have control of our circumstances, but we do have control of our controllables. My son reminded me of this. He's out serving a mission for our church, and he was feeling overwhelmed by some of the things he couldn't control. And he got some feedback and some, maybe, you know, a pep talk from someone that said, just focus on the controllables that you can control. So what can you control today? For me, it's my thoughts, the way I show up, the time I show up, honoring my commitments. Those are the things I can control. And I want to show up with a space of love and compassion And that comes from abundant thinking. Think about it like the 50-50. When I coach people, I share that there is opposites. So the opposite of abundance is scarcity. So, you know, let's say that 50% of life we're feeling abundant and 50% we're feeling scarce. If we can just allow ourselves to accept that, then we're not always fighting the scarcity. And we're going, oh, okay. Of course, when I'm getting ready to go on a trip and it cuts into my work week, I'm going to feel like there's not enough time. Of course, I'm going to feel that way. I can allow that feeling 
and not resist it. When we resist things, you guys, when we push back and push down, it pushes back, right? When we resist something, choosing to describe the life we live in or the world that we're currently in, we would not probably use the word abundance, right? Because when we turn on the news, when we turn on social media, when we see the world, a lot of times it's full of negative, sarcastic, angry, hateful, and skeptical views and words. We can feel discouraged, dejected, thinking, ah, there's nothing good. But if we focus there, and if that's all we focus on, we will never see the good. We want to give at least equal airtime. So if we listen to some negative things and we watch the news for an hour, we want to be putting positive messaging in our lives too. You listen to an hour of negative on the news, put some positive messaging in your life. Listen to a positive podcast, one like the word effect, or there's so many other good ones. Listen to a book on tape. Stop and count your blessings, right? There's lots of different things that you can do to offset the negative. Because the negative is going to still be there. It just is. Everything has an opposite. As a coach, I have a six-month coaching session where I help people create the life they've always wanted and create that result that they're desiring. And I've titled the sessions Joyful Living. The reason joyful living is we are all meant to have joy. And to me, this is the opposite of the life I was living for so long. And it was anxiety-filled living because all I did was focus on the negative. Anytime I had an idea or wanted to do something new or pursue something, the negative bias cycle would just jump in and be like, oh, you're not good enough. You can't do this. You don't know how to do this. And then I'd go, yeah, you're right. I don't know how to do that. Mm, You're right. I'm not good enough. I'll just sit back and not do anything. And that's what I did for so long. Joyful living. And the idea behind that is that you get the opportunity to live the life that you want to create for yourself. Now, that doesn't mean that hard things won't happen in your life. That doesn't mean that you won't feel discomfort, that you won't feel rejection. Yeah, we're going to feel all the feelings, but we don't have to resist the negative ones. We get to allow them. Think of it like a beach ball. And if you're in the ocean with the beach ball and you're trying to push that beach ball down, you're resisting it. But instead, we're going to allow the beach ball to just be there and go, oh, yeah, right now I'm feeling a little bit scarce. How am I going to get my focus back to the positive, to focusing on the good? There's a term called crab mentality. And as I've been working on my book that will be coming out, I hope later this year, uh, if not the beginning of next year, just will depend on how everything shapes up. But I've been doing some research and in Wikipedia, it talks about crab mentality. And the idea behind that is This is what it says in Wikipedia. Crab mentality, also known as crabs in a bucket mentality, is a way of thinking best described by the phrase, if I can't have it, neither can you. Have you ever thought that? Like, oh, if I can't have this, then I don't want anyone else to have it either. It says the metaphor is derived from a pattern behavior noted in crabs when they are trapped in a bucket. 
While any one crowd could easily escape its efforts, will be undermined by others, ensuring the collective group's demise. Right? So visualize this with me. There's a bunch of crabs in a bucket. A crab could get out of the bucket. But when the crab starts going, the other crabs grab onto it. Have you ever done that? When someone else is pursuing and doing something, you're like, wait a minute. I don't want to be happy for them. I'm going to pull them back down. Or you see someone else stepping forward and pursuing something and you're just like, I could never do that. I could never pursue my dreams. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. And I fell into this, this metaphor, the crab mentality metaphor. I would hold myself back and then I want to hold other people back. Richard Paul Evans shares also about crab mentality in the book, The Four Doors, that I referenced earlier. And he says this, crab mentality is a phrase that refers to the dynamics of a pot of crabs. Individually, the crabs could easily climb out of the pot, except that the other crabs will pull them down. This analogy to the human condition is obvious. It is a common social phenomenon that members of a group will attempt to pull down any individual member who achieves success beyond the others. The mindset is, if I can't have it, neither can you. So again, he's stating what I already said, but he says it is arguable that America is becoming a giant crab pot. Instead of being inspired by other success, small-minded people resent others' achievements because of fear that they are being left behind. So a lot of times we fall into scarcity thinking because it's driven by fear that we're being left behind. But what I want to tell you with the word effect is that if you're ready to change something, a behavior, a decision, a relationship, you're ready to do something different, the power is within you right now. And it starts with changing your words. As you begin to change your words, other words will come into your life. They will give you direction. Those next words will come into your life. They will give you direction. Six years ago, I didn't expect to become a life coach and be doing a podcast. But I was seeing that the power of words mattered. And that's when I started exploring the idea of starting a positive t-shirt and apparel business. Every time I had those positive thoughts, like you should put t-shirts out into the world with good messaging immediately the thought would be like, there's already so many out there. I'm not good enough. I can't do that. But then some words came into my life. I pulled a t-shirt off the rack that said, all right, all right, all right. And in that moment, those words just hit me. And I was like, what do I have to lose? Why not try? What's the worst thing that can happen? I'm so glad that those words helped me take one more step forward. And I was able to get back into looking for the good. Like, hey, if I want t-shirts, maybe someone else does. The same thing happened with writing the book. I used to walk into bookstores with the dream of writing a book. And I think, oh, every idea has been put out into the world. All the books written have been written. Except for, guess what? Every time I went to the bookstore, there was new books. Those were thoughts. The circumstances that there's always going to be new books, there's always going to be more t-shirts, but it's the thoughts I was putting on, right? The thoughts I was putting on were creating how I felt. I felt discouraged, dejected, 
And so I took actions from a place of there. Like, I can't do this. So I never tried. How many of you are not trying? Stephen Covey has said this about scarcity mentality. Most people are deeply scripted in what I call scarcity mentality. They see life as having only so much as though there were only one pie out there. And if someone were to get a big piece of the pie, it would mean less for everybody else. Scarcity is the opposite of abundant. And if you have to do it with your brains, we're never going to win, right? We're never going to win. The pie is big enough for all of us. If you want to put t-shirts out into the world, do it. If you want to write a book, do it. There's room for all of us. And then some. There's enough room for each of us. Because not everybody's going to like every book, right? Not everybody liked every t-shirt we put out. But we found, when we put t-shirts out into the world, we found people that did like our t-shirts. So we want to focus our focus more on the good. And that's what abundant thinking is. So with Becoming with Becky, I have just found that more people are feeling the same way I am, that they were feeling stuck, that they wanted to do more, but they didn't know how. And the word effect is a way that I have found how to move my story forward. And so I just want to offer it to others that are looking to move their story forward too. Please share this podcast with anyone that you know that's looking to step forward with their story. These are simple, positive, proactive tips and tools to help you move your story forward. In the last month, I have noticed that I'm getting older. I told you that I was born in 1975. Yes, and I have a t-shirt that says vintage 1975 because I've just found acceptance with it. And I've had to learn that even though I'm 45, I still have so much life to live. But I did find myself when I was starting to find the power of words thinking I had missed my opportunity, that I was too old to do something. Why I know I'm getting a little bit older is recently I spent some time at a women's retreat with other women entrepreneurs. I got asking and I realized there was one other lady there. We were both about the same age. Everybody else was younger. Some people were in their late 30s, some in their early 30s. And immediately my brain wants to focus on the negative. Like, oh, I wish that, you know, I started sooner. And if only I did it. And guess what? I didn't start sooner because guess when I started? When I started. And this is my story. So the scarcity mindset starts coming in and then I get to go back into, yeah, but this is where I'm at. I got to record a webinar for a company recently and there was a host and she was 29. And I thought, oh my goodness. And then the audio visual guy, he was 24. He's two years older than my oldest son. The other guy that was over the marketing was 26. And all of a sudden I start feeling like, oh, who am I to be doing this? I'm too old. And then I had to remind myself, no, who am I not to be doing this? I have a lot of experience and a lot to offer. And I have a lot of life left to live. And you do too, whatever age you are. I saw someone post recently that Julia Child, who we know is famous for cookbooks and all that she did, didn't start her career till she was in her 60s. So I, I, you know, it's like I saw that. Those words came into my life to remind me, Becky, you've got everything going for you. 
because you are doing something with your life. You're stepping into the life you've always been wanting to live. And you can do it too. Keep practicing and thinking about the word abundance. What I hope to offer to you each week when you hear these words is that it will bring your mind's attention to that word and you'll start to see how you can put it in your life. Begin to look for the good. Begin to focus upward and outward. Know that the scarcity will come in, but there is enough for all of us. As we focus on the negative, it will grow. So let's just be aware to it and then get back into those positive, uplifting things. Find those words that matter for you today. Create the life you always want. And I'm here to help you. If you want, we can do a consultation where we can talk about it and you can begin to acknowledge the dream that you've always wanted and see what might be holding you back. Go to my website to find out more of how you can schedule a consult or you can message me. But have a great week, everyone. And go see and look for the good because it's there. Talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to The Word Effect with Becky Jane Kemp. Please subscribe to the show, share with your friends, and leave a positive rating and review on Apple Podcasts. We spend a lot of time deciding what to put on physically. The Word Effect podcast is here to remind us how to take the time to put on those words that matter for our insights. Are you ready for more word power? Go to becomingwithbecky.com and sign up for my Words Matter Weekly and receive a free digital word print. You can also sign up for a free 30-minute coaching call to explore what you are ready to begin and who you want to become. It is your time to create the life you have always desired. Join me as we ditch willpower and discover how to put on word power. What words will you put on today?